John. Welcome to the Post Sermon Podcast. I am Deaconess Dahlia, and with me today is Vicar Allen. Hello, hello. How are you? Doing okay. How are you? Doing well. Okay, so we are discussing your sermon from this past Sunday. We're now officially out of the Easter season, and we uh, celebrated Pentecost on Sunday. Um, so tell us, what was the text from um, Pentecost that you preached on? I preached on Genesis 11. And this is the the famous story about the Tower of Babel, right? Uh, we get the story of how uh, the languages of the people were confused. Um, they were building this great city, this great tower. They were they were settling in this land, and God comes and separates all of them, disperses them throughout the earth, and gives them a, a different language. And so, uh, it, it just shows how. Um, the world kind of came to be how we are today, you know, the different ethnicities, languages that we have in the world. Uh, we get a glimpse of that. But also, as we know, it's Pentecost, and so we hear the story of how God united all of humanity uh, into himself by giving his Holy Spirit. Um, uh, of course, Christ is the one that has united us in his death and resurrection. Um, you know, we are one people, the people of God, the children of God, and we have also received the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's where we get our gospel text where Jesus says that the there will be a helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Uh, he will teach you and remind you all things that I have said to you. And so we trust that on this Pentecost that we have received the Holy Spirit, we received him in baptism, he dwells with us and reminds us everything that uh, Jesus uh, has done for us everything that God has done for us, how he sustains us and gives us life every day. Very good. I do love how all three readings just go so well together um, for Pentecost. Um, but your focus, you mentioned it earlier, was on Genesis, right? Um, this Tower of Babel that they were building and God um, confused their language. Um, and in your sermon then, what what was the problem that you sought to identify? So I, I wanted to uh, bring up this uh, this phrase that came up in the text. And it had to do with the people when they were building the tower. They said that they want to make a name for themselves. And so the tower represented them putting their names in the heavens, um, uh, bringing it all the way up to God. Um, the issue is that with having their names in the heavens, um, it would show that their names are are sinful. They are sinful people. They're putting their sins in the heavens. And so the, the difficulty and challenge we face is um, the sin is not supposed to be in the heavens because if that happens, God's judgment is there. Um, and so how is that fixed? How can our names be in the heavens? And so I wanted to bring that together with our baptism, how we have received God's name. We have received the name Jesus. Um, he covers us. He covers our name and puts our names in the heavens, uh, cleanses us of our sins, and so we can become God's people. Um, we cannot put ourselves, our names, in the heavens. And so uh, the sin that was present at the Tower of Babel, the intention that was there for the people to make a name for themselves, God says, no, I will put my name on, on you. So in the sermon, 
the the problem or not I'm sorry. In the text, the problem was that the people were making a name for themselves um, and trying to reach up um, in the heavens to where God was. Um, and so you're saying the law for us is that we make um, a name for ourselves as well. So what does it mean to put our names in the heavens? Right, and I, and I wanted to make this connection with us is that uh, one of the ways that we do that is we think about our identity and the names that we have. Uh, we might have significant, uh, you know, specific names to where we belong to. There's much diversity in our church. And so um, a lot of people from different places hold special names. That, that means a lot to us. Um, and along with our names, we want to have our accomplishments. And so we think about our vocations, uh, some of the achievements that we have done in life. Um, you know, we we do have different profession, professions available in our church, and so it, it could be either doctor, lawyer, um, you know, vicar, uh, recent graduates. Uh, it could be any vocation that you have been called to. Uh, we do take pride in that. We take pride in our achievements and how those achievements are linked with our names. Um, the, the issue for us is that because we have this great pride with our names, sometimes it causes us to separate ourselves from everyone else. Sometimes it causes us to see ourselves um, different from everyone else or even think that we can put our names in the heavens, that we, we are above all this. And, and so um, I wanted to bring that gospel in for us is that um, when we step into church, when we are in community with one another, having received the Holy Spirit, we are all equal in the eyes of God. We have God's name upon us. And so God takes upon himself our sinful pride and reminds us that our vocation is meant that we can serve the community. Uh, it is not to serve ourselves, but instead, how can we serve the church? How can we become one with the church? How does the spirit move in our lives? And so how can God's will be done in our lives through our vocations, through our achievements god is the one that gives us gifts in order that we may benefit the community i'm really glad you brought up um being in being an individual and then also being in the community i have a here submitted question about that um was the sermon more about being an individual or being part of a community because i think you did bring up both in it right and so uh going off of that name it's significant to us as individuals but God's name is for all of us. So you're saying it's kind of both. It's then. both. Yeah. Okay. And so God's name is put upon us in baptism. We got baptized individually, but yet through our baptism, the Spirit has brought brought us and gathered us into community. Um, we are the body of Christ, and so how do we, from the individual, become part of this this group, this community that the Spirit has called us to be a part of, to use our gifts for the benefit of the community. And so instead of separating ourselves and taking pride in just ourselves individually, um, God's Spirit leads us to go from just me to us. How can, how can the Spirit uh, be in our lives and, and, and help us so that we may better serve the church? Okay. And I think when you were talking, it did make me think of the image that you showed us, um, how the faces or the people in their 
didn't really have faces. So you see more of the community maybe in there. Um, do you want to maybe briefly describe the image to us that you showed us? Sure. Yeah. So the image was there to help us in our meditation. The image shows that uh, there's people gathered together in the center. There is this fire. And so because of this fire uh, that's there and the people that are surrounding it, uh, it made me think of the church, how the Holy Spirit is there and present and how uh, we as the church are, are there in community. But the thing that stuck out and what was the point uh, or the focus of the meditation that helped us think about the text was um, if you look at closely at the photo, their faces are not detailed. And so that made me think, why are their faces not detailed? We individually come to church, right? We are our own people. Um, and yet when we gather together in the church, uh, what's the significance of that? And so I wanted to bring that up with our name. We come individually as who we are, yes, but when we are in community, we are all one with the same name, the name of Jesus. And so um, the the image was there to help us show how the Spirit um, has been given to us, how God, how Christ's name is upon us, and how his light shines from us. And so the details, it's all blurred. We are one people gathered together into community. Very good. Um, I did really like the image. I love the colors, and I think it just does invite you to reflect on it. I do have a couple of questions about well, it has to do with the text, but I think your sermon comes in here as well. Um, I wanted to focus on verse 6 and 7. So I guess this kind of goes back to the maybe the problem of the people who were disregarding their Lord and trying to make for themselves this tower. Um, I think God's response to the people is really interesting, and I wanted to get your take on it. So it says here, The Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do, and nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. I think that's interesting just that God says um, nothing they propose to do will now be impossible for them, especially considering they're nev they'd never actually be able to build that tower to the heavens. Like all of that would have been in vain. But what do you think God means exactly when he's saying that? It is just an insight for me, for my takeaway. Uh, when I was reading that, it's just God is giving us an insight of um, how he is viewing sin, how he's viewing his creation, um, and how he, he does not want them to remain in this. And so God's judgment um, was so that sin would not increase. Christ, uh, God wants that relationship with his humanity. And yet when the sinful humanity is building this tower, um, we get some insight about what God is thinking, how his heart is for us, and how he does not want us to remain in sin, but be, uh, be cleansed of it. Put our names in the heavens as his children instead of these sinful people. That was my thought. Yeah, no, I think that that makes a lot of sense of, of what you said about God is having mercy on them, not letting their sin just multiply exponentially. Like they, you know, they're going to continue to make themselves their own gods, right? Um, but he's putting a stop to that. So I, 
yeah, I think that works well with verse six. Well, very good. Thank you, Vicar. So this wraps up the episode for today. Thank you for listening to our discussion. In case you missed the sermon or you'd like to listen to it again, the link to the sermon is in the show notes. And you can also find the sermon on our church website, stjohndublin.org. And if you, the listener, would like to submit a question about a sermon, please email us at podcast at stjohndublin.org. Thank you, Vicar, for joining me and for feeding us the word this week. Thank you so much. All right, take care, you guys. Bye. Bye.